everybody. Welcome to Points of Articulation, episode 119. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Phil Theobald. What's up, JC? Uh, not much. Uh, I've been pretty busy lately, uh, which is why we haven't had a show. Yeah, yeah. Busy uh, with work or busy with uh, uh, chilling out, Maxon. Uh, chillaxin, as they say. Uh, uh, I wouldn't go that far. No, uh, busy with work during the weekdays, and then I've just been busy with other stuff. Life gets in the way on the weekends. So. Yes. Yes, it does. But, uh, well, I'm glad, uh, glad you're back. Glad we're back. Yeah, we're back. I've been, we're like, uh, we're like the Ghostbusters in Ghostbusters 2. Just get some, uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack playing over this part. <laughs> the kids are all about He-Man, but we're, <laughs> we're trying to be relevant. Man, even when that movie came out, He-Man was, yeah. was passe. Yeah. <laughs> that struck me as odd back at the end of the day. So, what's up? Uh, not too much. Yeah? Uh, I'll just get this out of the way up front. I did not get Lego Dimensions. <gasps> You are dead to me. <laughs> you and this show. I thought this was a toy podcast. I thought this was a Lego-centric toy podcast. I thought you were a fan. I thought you were worth the... The... I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing clever to say there. You're dumb. How about that? Nah. You what happened? Uh, I just wanted to save some money uh, this month or this past month. This it's it's not as big of a financial investment as you would think. It is a pretty big financial. It's investment. a few hundred dollars <laughs> on some plastic garbage. You know, I mean, it's very tempting. <laughs> now, now is is this off the table for good? No, no, I'll get to it eventually. But okay, just okay. for now. For now, I have to okay. save some money. Okay. Okay, well, I'll just, uh, I'll, I guess I'll be just talking to a wall tonight about it. <laughs> okay. I'm eager to hear about it. I did watch some of your, uh, stream on Twitch. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. You didn't, uh, see fit enough to, to say hello, so I knew you were watching. No, I just like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have that webcam set up in my, uh, apartment. 24-7, just for you. Yeah. So you can watch me go about my daily grind. <laughs> I'm just curious what you're doing. <laughs> ah, Phil's brushing his teeth right now. Look <laughs> at that. You'd think Phil would put on a shirt now and again, but eh, it's his home. You know. Yeah. You know. Oh, I know. I'm very aware. You know. Um. Yeah. You want to you talk about some uh, toys stuff? You want me to put you off your dinner? Sure. I'm not wearing a shirt right now. Nice. Yeah. That's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the benefits of this not being a video podcast. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that's a big reason why I was kind of bummed out when CJ decided to make player one a video <laughs> podcast was like, come on, dude, I got to like put on a shirt. Oh, hold on a second. I got to say night night to my boy. Hey, here's a little 
story about my son that is toy centric. So uh, the other day was back to school night at his preschool. So, uh, which is which is right next to the school that I teach at. It's 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 actually part of the school that I teach at, just in a separate building. But but uh, mommy showed up to go to back to school night because back to school night is a, an adult only event. You don't bring the kids along. Mm-hmm. So mommy was going to go to back to school night, and I was going to uh, just take Finn to a store or something to kill time for an hour while she was talking to his teachers and she shows up in town before the event begins. So we decide to stop and get some dinner. And because we are classy, we went to Denny's. Of course. Yes. And we are eating at uh, Denny's. He's enjoying a grilled cheese. And as we are getting ready to leave, they have one of the, uh, one of those UFO catchers, you know, the uh, claw machines. And Finn has a very skewed perception of the claw machine, uh, because there is, I, I live near a Fry's Electronics, and they have a claw machine at the Fry's Electronics that is set, uh, to play until you win. You can get little, uh, like rubber balls out of it. Mm. And he, you know, was fascinated by the machine. I let him play it, uh, once. And, you know, he, put his money in and it took, you know, five or six tries, but eventually he won a little bouncy ball from the claw machine. Mm -hmm. Now he is under the impression that that's how claw machines work, (laughs) which of course, you know, as well as I do, that is a rare exception. Yep. The play until you win claw machine. So they had one of the claw machines at Denny's. We're getting ready to leave. He is excited. He sees all these stuffed uh, animals inside there. He wants one. And we are trying to explain to him the way that these claw, <laughs> the claw machines normally work. And there's a very strong chance he's not going to get one. He claims he understands. But uh, so we let him try once. And of course, he did not win. And turns out he didn't understand. Of course. The waterworks come on and it was a, you know, one of those, those harsh lessons of, of life that the claw machines are, are there to just take your money. You're not really going to win them all the time. It's just that one special one where you can win. But because he was so bummed out about it and I felt so bad having this poor child's innocence kind of ripped away, <laughs> you know, having learned that the world is a cruel place that just exists to drain you of everything that you hold dear. Uh, while mommy was at back to school night, I took him to Toys R Us and he got to pick out a toy and he picked out, uh, one of those giant, like four foot long stuffed snakes. Hmm. That you may have seen. I don't know if you've seen those or not. They, it's it's a very long stuffed snake. So he got a big snake. He named it Snakey, and he loves it. So so it all worked out. Good. So that's 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 it's in the. Uh, I know we usually go over the toys we got this week later in the show, but uh, I guess you can put down a giant snake, giant <laughs> stuffed snake, under the toys I got. Do you call it solid when he's not looking? 
I know I've named him Hind D. Mm. Yeah, just like so Hind D. What's Hind D doing here? I thought he was in Finn's room. You know that sort of thing. Okay, you understand. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what's up? Uh, I want to talk about something that uh, had my jaw dropping when I saw it. What's that? Transformers masterpiece. Oh yes, Shockwave. I bet. Yeah, I I saw that news. I saw the the prototype, and I figured that uh, I wasn't sure if I would uh, ever talk to you again, just because of a heart <laughs> attack, a tremendous heart attack. Yeah. So as the listeners may or may not know, I'm a huge Shockwave fan. Uh, yes. I did not expect them to make a masterpiece Shockwave. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, the, there are weird rights issues with certain Transformers characters, and he's, he's one of them. Yeah, because he was not uh, a, a Takara mold, right? Right. Yeah, he was from some other line. I, I and and even back in the the early eighties, there was like you could go into to Radio Shack and buy uh it it what it was using the exact same mold as Shockwave, but it was not released under the Transformers brand, and it was different colors and stuff, right? Yeah, and fans call him Shackwave. Which makes sense. Um, Yeah, so I did not expect Shockwave to get the Masterpiece treatment, but lo and behold, he is. And boy, does he just look like the G1 toy. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a fancier G1 toy, and I am yeah. completely happy with that. I'm assuming you have yours pre-ordered. Yes. I, man, they're charging like what, almost two hundred bucks for them, huh? It's expensive. Uh, it's, I think it was one seventy when I pre-ordered. Yeah, I uh, I don't have one pre-ordered. When's he coming out? I don't remember. I should uh, look that up. Because, geez, Louise, do I want him? Especially looking at these uh, these color prototype shots, which I am, I'm seeing for the first time. Uh, 160. Ooh, 160. 160. Uh, for MP29 Masterpiece Shockwave. First uh, quarter. Yep, first quarter 2016. You know what? Uh, I'm adding him to my, to my pie. I'm adding him <laughs> to my pre-order list. I don't know if he's going to stay there or not, but. Yeah, the thing about Shockwave, you know, he's a gun, so he's not going to be brought over here on yeah. all likelihood. Right. But on the other hand, he's like a futuristic laser gun, so maybe. Yeah, that's it's it's a weird sort of uh, willy or wony. But but yeah, uh, I mean the transformation looks straight up like the G one toy. It really does. Well, I totally have him. Uh, totally have him pre-ordered now. Live pre-ordering. Yep. Yep. It's almost as exciting as a live unboxing on an audio-only <laughs> podcast, but... Yeah, and so uh, this Masterpiece Shockwave, like the original toy, has a light-up uh, feature yeah. out of his cannon and then becomes the gun. Um, and it, there's also a miniature version that can be held by other Masterpiece toys. Including himself. Oh, yes, or himself. Yeah, yeah. He likes to play with himself. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> I wasn't gonna... I wasn't gonna go there. 
But you had to take it too far. Shut while I'm talking to you, so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Shockwave looks great. He really does. These color prototypes are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I am uh, pretty uh, pretty impressed by that. I mean, impressed enough where the color uh, prototype picks made me just go and, <laughs> go and, and uh, uh, pre-order it. So, even though I really shouldn't, but it's Shockwave. But, but it is Shockwave, and Shockwave is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Uh, in other masterpiece news, uh, there's a new masterpiece hot rod coming. Yeah, that's out of nowhere. Yeah, um, I'm actually pretty happy about this, even though I'm not super impressed with this toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because. The original was so disappointing. Yeah, that's why I've never actually played with the original, but I hear it was not great. No. Uh, they were trying to fit too much in, trying to do both Rodimus and Hot Rod in one toy, mm-hmm. and it just didn't quite work. <laughs> okay, this this toy's pretty okay. This toy's pretty okay. Is it the fishing? It's the fishing rod. Yep. <laughs> he comes with a fishing rod. He comes with a fishing rod. So he can go fishing with Daniel. He can catch fish. and That's a whopper, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he comes with a fishing rod. And a pizza cutter. <laughs> That's his buzzsaw that he used to free himself and cup from the... Uh, sure looks like a pizza cutter. The Kraken. Um, no, it's a really cool toy, but, uh, one of the images, like when you look at him from his side, he looks really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're kind of an odd sort of folding up chunks of him. Looks like he's just made up of a bunch of panels that fold up into his, his backpack Mm -hmm. and it looks a little weird. Yeah. It's just. I mean, from front on, this toy looks great, but at the side, it just kind of falls apart. Yeah. Although I will say I do, uh, I also like how he has his little flip-down goggles mm-hmm. uh, from the animated movie as well. Yep. Where he can zoom in and target the Decepticons and the Autobot shuttle. And he's so. got space for a Matrix. He does. Now, does he come with the Matrix, or... Is that uh, you need to get that from one of your other uh, Masterpiece toys? I would imagine you'd get it from MP10, but... Okay, you actually have to pass down the Matrix? Yeah, maybe. So I don't know. I don't have uh, Ultra Magnus, so I don't know what mm. he was, his situation was. Okay. But who cares? It comes with a fishing rod. Yeah, the fishing rod is really neat. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, Dr. Wu needs to get on... Uh, Making a little fish to <laughs> to put on there, because what's the good of a fishing rod without a little fish to dangle from it? It's true. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, it's neat. It's a neat thing. Uh, yeah, but I'm not super into this myself. Yeah, it's no shockwave. You know? Well, gee, come on. Once you do shockwave, I mean, everything else is kind of whatever. It's gonna pale in comparison. Yeah, that shockwave looks friggin' 
Beautiful. Uh, in other Transformers news, yeah, uh, it sounds like some more Transformers live action movies are on the way. Surprise, surprise. Hooray. Uh, yes. Sounds like, uh, what was this? A panel from Steven Davis. Uh, he's the executive vice president at Hasbro. Uh, commented about Transformers 5 and also 6, 7, and 8. Hmm. That's a lot of Transformers movies. It is. And I, mm, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I mean, part of me is thinking that there's no way Michael Bay could direct all of these. No. So, maybe that might give us something a little more interesting, but. I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of Transformers Media, uh, Devastation comes out next week. Holy crap, is that next week? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez, I gotta... I gotta get my uh, new order in. I, uh, I, I joined the Best Buy Gamers on... Gamers Un- Club Unlocked. Uh, Gamers Club Unlocked. Yeah, that's what it is. Gamers Club Unlocked. I joined that to uh, to to save a, a pretty solid chunk of money on Lego Dimensions. Oh we'll yeah, talk about later. And uh, yeah, so I need to order that from Best Buy. So that's pretty awesome, though. Mm-hmm. I will totally uh, totally get that. Yeah, I hope it's good. I'm sure it will be. I don't I'm know. sure it will be. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure it will be. Looks awesome. It it does look good. I like Platinum Games stuff. I hope it's a little more Bayonetta 2 than Legend of Korra. Yeah, Legend of Korra was very disappointing. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, Last piece of Transformers news that I want to talk about mm-hmm. is BotCon 2016. Yeah. We got our first reveal. That seems early. Yeah, it's crazy. FunPub's actually releasing something early. Uh, <laughs> granted, it's a JPEG. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> I'll give them credit for that. You know what? We blame Photoshop for the JPEG compression on this image. Uh, it really had nothing to do with us. <laughs> Uh, we, we selected to save it at the highest quality, but, uh, Photoshop, uh, bumped it down to about a s- five. So, uh, we, we really, uh, we apologize, but it really wasn't our fault. Yeah. Blame us. Yeah. I mean, it's never their fault. It's always something else. <laughs> so, uh, what's, we don't really have the official theme, do we? We or do, do we? now. Um, Yeah. The theme is celebrating the 20th anniversary of Beast Wars. Oh. And the set theme is Dawn of the Predicus. All right. So let me ask you this. Are you interested in the BotCon theme this year now? Absolutely. Looks like they're uh, trying to make up for some uh, lost time with the past couple BotCon themes, huh? Yeah, I mean... uh, BotCon 2006 was the other Beast Wars set, yep. and it is one of my favorite BotCon sets. 
Yeah, because this was all the pre-Earth mode Beast Wars characters, right? Yeah, before they recall Beast Form is them as yeah. vehicles. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited. What do we uh, what do we have? Uh the first reveal is Tripredicus Agent Ravage. Nice. Um in the Beast Wars show, Ravage from G one uh was brought into the Beast Wars show as and he could talk and yep. he was an agent for the uh Tripredicus Council, I think they were he, called. He, yeah, yeah. He had a uh, humanoid body mm-hmm. with a Jaguar head. Jaguar. Yeah, Jaguar head. And, uh, well, what was it? He, he w- had a humanoid body with a jaguar head, but then he would transform into a jaguar. Yes. But then there was a bit, spoiler alert for Beast Wars. This you know, 20 year old show. This 20 year old show. <laughs> uh, there was a, a big, uh, dramatic and, and pretty darn cool reveal. Uh, at one point he changes back into his old, uh, cassette form, complete with the G1 transforming sound. And it was awesome because mm-hmm. it was just like total fan service. But, uh, yeah. What do you think about this? Uh, this one uses, the, what is it, the breakdown mold from Combiner breakdown, Wars? Yeah, yeah, the Stunticon uh, breakdown mold. Yeah, it's a Lamborghini. And, yep. uh, uh, I mean, it works-ish. Why not? Sure. But it's, it's, it's Ravage. It's Ravage. It's Ravage. And that's awesome. Yeah, they're going to do five new head sculpts for this set. That's crazy. Um, and that's that is that just for that's just for the Botcon box set? Uh that's what it sounds like since, you know, it's going to be a combiner. Yeah, could could there uh technically be more head sculpts in the like uh, uh the the souvenir sets? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, uh, their budget allows for that, I'm sure, I guess. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know, this is kind of cool. I mean, I, one of the main reasons I didn't subscribe to the new subscription service is because I am, uh, certainly feeling some mold fatigue from the Combiner Wars. Mm-hmm. But, uh. But boy, that, that Beast Wars, Beast Wars is awesome. Beast Wars is great. And, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. Uh, Tripredicus is a combiner in the Beast Wars toy line as well. Yes. So. Yes. What, uh, what, what comprises Tripredicus? Um, three characters that were not really in the show, except mm. in the council scene. And you couldn't really okay. see them. I'm going to look this up real quick. Tripredicus. So Tripredicus in the, in the toys was, uh, Ramhorn, who was a rhinoceros beetle, uh, Sea Clamp, which was a, uh, like, like a lobster or a crayfish or something. And, uh, Cicadacon turns into a, uh, a a wolf. Oh no! Wait, he turns into a cicada. <laughs> so, 
Interesting. Yeah, they were shown in the show probably once. Yeah, just like... And I don't think they transformed or anything, right? No. It's probably just their robot modes. Yeah. So... I guess they... I, I don't know what they do for... Probably just put new heads on existing bodies, but... Hmm. Uh, I imagine that they could do um, Megatron out of mm-hmm. uh, Bruticus, or not Bruticus, uh, what's his name? Onslaught. Onslaught. Yeah, I can see that. Or they could do it out of Hotspot and remove the ladder and put a missile on it, and that would be oh. like the original Fun Pub. Yeah, toy. that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. And uh, turn one of the jets into Waspinator. Yep. I could see that, because that was, that was in the, the old uh, 2006 uh, uh, BotCon set. Mm-hmm. With Waspinator as a jet, and probably do the same for uh, Pterosaur. Yeah. You know? You know what would be really cool is if they got a hold of the Groove Mold. Or made tarantulas out of groove. Oh yeah, which I'm sure they could totally do. But that would cannibalize their own tarantulas, which they made out of Rekgar. Right. But I mean, it's not like uh, their tarantulas is being sold anymore. It's true. Certainly not during 2016. Mm-hmm. So, and just uh, include that in the set, and you know. Extra incentive to get it because it'd be the first time uh, Americans could get their hands on it domestically. That is very true. That would be awesome. That would be actually really, really awesome. I mean, I'm already sold on this set. It's Beast Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now here's the real question. Are you actually going to find a way to go? No, I'm not. I'm going to have to end up paying extra on the secondary market for the souvenir sets. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going just because the uh, theme is pretty awesome. But uh, what? it's like during April or something this year. It's ridiculous. I'm going to be teaching. Yeah, it's real early this year or next year. Not going to be able to get time off for my little robot convention. You're like, sorry, guys, I got to go. Yeah, I'd love to to be a grown-up teacher with an actual real job, but I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go buy some uh, robot cars that have animal heads on them <laughs> because this is what professional teachers do. It's weird. Yeah, this but is that's awesome. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about being excited about BotCon is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. After so many years of being kind of eh, whatever about it, right? I mean, I didn't even get the last set. No, yeah, that's right. Um, couple little non Transformers things. Uh, yeah. first up, uh, from McFarlane Toys. Mm, yes. Another Walking Dead action figure. Yes. Uh, they're doing Lee Everett. Yes. From The Walking Dead Season 1. Yeah, which is a great game. Yes, the game Walking Dead Season 1. Not- yes, I see they are doing a uh, full color edition 
and a blood splatter variant. Mm -hmm. One thing that strikes me about the full color uh, edition is that it's full color except for black, apparently. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is a figure of a white guy. <laughs> it's, Am I wrong? Uh, no. Look at, look at those pictures of the toy. He looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme. The figure looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think the the brightness was just too high on these photos. I hope the brightness was too high because he really looks like they're whitewashing this uh, character. I hope not. I hope not either. I mean, they show him, you know, look at the, they have the, the in-game model of him on the package. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, Lee's a black dude. But uh, that figure looks, uh, you know, slightly tanned at best. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. As a as a as a, a middle class white guy, I probably shouldn't be getting all pissy about this, but but I don't know. I love the idea because that Walking Dead season one game is really good, and Lee's a really cool character. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Did they do a Clem figure? They did, yes. They did, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. I saw it for sale at Emerald City Comic Con this year. Oh, nice. Uh, but it came out earlier than that. All right. Um, Something else. Uh, Star Wars. We can't go a week without talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, from The Force Awakens. Uh, Hot Toys is doing the... TIE Fighter Pilot. Nice. From episode 7. And that. There's a black guy right there. Yeah, absolutely. Shiny black armor. That's a nice looking toy. It's really nice, yeah. It's a nice looking toy. Don't want to know how much. <laughs> uh, when's it coming out? Second quarter of 2016. It's cool looking. Yeah. And I always like the uh, TIE Fighter pilot uh, suit. And uh, this is uh, pretty pretty sweet looking. Yeah, it's a fancier version. Yeah, I like it. This movie is very exciting. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to be good. I'm just I saying that I'm excited. It suck. Yeah, I know. So am I. And I'm a sucker for Star Wars, even if it's bad Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Still... No amount of, of bad Star Wars is going to take away my love for Star Wars. <laughs> uh, my brother was showing his friend Star Wars for the first time. Oh, man. Yeah, this guy is, what, 20? He's in his mid-20s, and he had never yeah. seen Star Wars before. Wow. What was the verdict? Uh, I don't know. They're oh. watching it right now. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. Star Wars is good stuff. Hot Toys makes cool stuff that I never buy because it's really expensive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of really expensive, <laughs> Mondo. Yeah. They're continuing their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles six scale toys. Nice. Uh, Donatello is the next one up. Awesome. Donatello, who does machines, has okay. a... Uh, He's fully equipped to do so now, looking yep. at that toy. Mm-hmm. He's got his uh, Gravitic Equalizer. Yes. That's the Mondo exclusive accessory. Uh, right. Other than that, you get 
the stuff that Leonardo had, um, spiky claw hands, grappling hook. Yeah. You know, get a, uh, laser gun, get an Utram. Yep. Little Utram, uh, critter who, uh, that's from the original comics, uh, would become Krang in the, uh, in the old, uh, eighties cartoon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Donnie's got a thumbs up hand. Yes, he does. For, uh, for approving of things. Yep. Well, I tell you what, that new, uh, Turtles cartoon. Yeah. They just had their season three finale. And they are really starting to mine the old comics, uh, for plot lines and characters and stuff. It's, uh, actually pretty awesome. They just, uh, well, a little while, a little while ago, I'm mild spoilers. Uh, they, uh, used the storyline where, uh, when the, I, I forget who it was in the comic. In the cartoon, it was Leonardo gets, uh, very, very seriously injured. And they have to leave New York and head out to April's farmhouse. Right. To recoup. They, uh, they use that storyline in the cartoon. And, uh, they introduced the, uh, Triceratons in the new cartoons and, uh, uh, Professor Honeycutt, the Fugitoid. Hmm. So, pretty cool seeing them, uh, you know, going to the, uh, the original comic well. Yeah, that's pretty neat. For, for inspiration. So, it's a fun cartoon. It's a fun cartoon and my kid is obsessed with it. <laughs> uh, Steve was saying that his nephew is also obsessed with turtles. Nice. I actually, uh, got Finn his first big boy Lego set, which, uh, I, I, I will, this is a, a slight addendum to, um, Lego Dimensions, but I knew that, uh, when I was getting Lego Dimensions, that Finn would be really wanting to get hands on with it and really grabby with it. And I, in order to distract him, I decided to get him his first big boy Lego set. And I got him the, uh, Junior's Ninja Turtle set. Nice. Yes. Which, you know, figured I'd better grab it now while it's still available because. Lego does not have that license anymore. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to have to get Mega Blocks. Oh, oh, I can't believe. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> so, I totally got him that little junior set, which he, which he loves. It did not really stop him from getting all grabby with my Lego Dimension stuff, but he is playing with his Lego set now, which is nice. That's cool. Yeah. But, go on. What else do we have? Uh, well, let's talk about Lego since we're already talking about it. Okay. Uh, Nexo Knights kind of first image of it. Oh, yes. The upcoming big thing, their new Chima, their new Ninjago type thing. Um, yeah, they're, they're kind of like visionaries. Oh, yeah. If you recall that. I didn't, I didn't think about that, but you mentioned it and yeah. I can totally see it <laughs> with the shields and everything. Yeah. I got to say, uh, just, just from the, the promo image and what I've been hearing about the sets and things like that, Nexo Knights might be kind of down for it. Hmm. I don't know. It looks, uh, looks goofy enough uh, that it might be kind of fun. So I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm I'm filing uh, Nexo Knights under. Uh, you know, might be picking up a few sets. Yeah, yeah. It seems pretty interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. The uh, the Harley Quinn on the cover is distracting to me. <laughs> I think that's like one of the main villains. Yeah, it's just. If not the main villain, but yeah. it's it's totally wearing like the Harley Quinn hat. Yep. Like like the black and and red halfy halfsy halfsies. Yeah, it's totally the Joker too. Yeah, Joker face Joker face with Harley Quinn hat. Yep. So that's, that's what their kid would look like. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if this eventually we do find out that this is just uh Lego's version of a of a Batman sequel. <laughs> Joker and Harley Quinn have a kid, travels back in time. Well, he has the Dark Knight, after all. Oh, there you go. I like it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on, I want to check out Nexon Knights, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I await their inevitable introduction into Lego Dimensions. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Of course. You know what's going to happen. This thing, Nexon Knights comes out, according to this, in January. And last I, I read somewhere that they have a three-year plan for LEGO Dimensions. And uh, this is clearly uh, getting set up to be the the big boys action brand for the next uh, year or so. Mm-hmm. So you can bet your bippy this is going to be in LEGO Dimensions. So, should be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was... I mean, I've gone. I've been on record saying I was down on Chima, and then I turned out. It turned out I kind of like Chima. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything about Nexo Nights other than I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, another Lego news: There's some seasonal promotional sets. Man, these uh, on the way. I'm just going to come right out and say I love these. They're really great. I love all of them. Um, yeah, so for the Christmas season, um, mm-hmm. if you, what, purchase 99, make a purchase of $99 or more at the Lego store, you can get one of these sets, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, October 13th through November 13th. If you spend 99 bucks or more, you can get the Christmas train, which, uh, looks a little bit like the... Uh, creator train. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they use the similar building techniques for that. Yeah, but it's all up in Christmas colors and, yeah, has uh, a cart carrying, like, cupcakes and lollipops and things like that. So, looks really cool, though. The the creator train was actually a really good set. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, yeah, it has the engine... A little like, yeah, uh, uh, car that, that for cargo, like a coal car or something, which is carrying candy, and then you get a little caboose with it as well. So that's pretty awesome. And the other set is uh, free with purchase of ninety nine dollars or more, starting on November twenty seventh. And that is the uh, the gingerbread house. 
Yeah, I really like that gingerbread house. Which, man, looks amazing. Looks, looks so nice. Got tons of great details. Yeah. Just just a really nice little festive set. I really, really want that gingerbread house. <laughs> Do you $100 want that gingerbread house? I don't know if I $100 want it, but I certainly wanted enough to download the building instructions. That's right. And perhaps uh, bricklink it. Yeah, the instructions for both of these sets have been made available on the LEGO site. Yeah. Um, so as of this recording, uh, October 3rd, you can download these sets. But who knows how long they're going to keep it up or if they're going to keep it up on the site. Yeah, it... um. It it uh, does not look like there's any sort of weird, unique bricks to to either of these. So hopefully, uh, it won't be too expensive to recreate these. Mm-hmm. So pretty awesome stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, oh man! I this reminds me. I still need to get my Star Wars Advent Calendar. Oh yeah. Because uh, I want to, I want to do that again this year. That's always fun to do, and it looks like a pretty good set. It's all like classic trilogy stuff this year. I only care about Episode Seven stuff. Oh, look at you! You're such a such a a, a newcomer. You're such <laughs> a Star Wars noob. You don't care about the real Star Wars. That's right. Yeah pretty exciting though uh double vip is going on right now by the way oh yeah that's right as of uh the er, the first right october 1st yeah to the Oops. 14th is it first to 14th yes i thought it was just to the fourth i thought it was just like a one weekend thing no they clarified and i actually got an email saying it's october 1st to the 14th oh okay well that's good so i don't have to rush out to a lego store tomorrow though you should I guess I should, but, uh... Is there anything in particular you're looking for? No, just the advent calendar right now. Yeah, well, might as well get double v- VIP for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I have, uh, I have a couple weeks to do so, apparently. So, so no big rush. Or no big maybe rush. the biggest rush. Oh... Very clever, the way you twisted that around. Uh, Let's take a little break. Okay. And when we come back, we'll talk about stuff we got recently. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? about stuff we got recently uh i'll go first since you have a lot to talk about i'm sure (laughs) i do um i went to the lego store yesterday actually 
and yeah. um just looking around see what's available as i mentioned earlier double vip so you know now's the time to buy stuff uh nothing really struck my fancy although i did notice that they are selling lego dimension stuff there um yeah i was curious if they were going to or not yeah i kind of assumed they would but they also don't really sell any of the other lego video games there right so um yeah I w- they are. If, if I were to get it, I'd probably just go with Steve since he has Gamers Club unlocked and I'd just hop on that. But yeah. um, still, the opportunity to get VIP for video games is kind of nice, too. Um, So, yeah, there's only Lego Dimensions there. Uh, At the Lego store near me, they only had the Wii U and PS3 versions in Ooh. stock. Weird. Yeah. Uh. They were out of the other ones, I'm assuming? Yeah, it looked like it. It was pretty cleaned out. Okay. Uh, There are a lot of LEGO fans in this area. Hmm. Uh, They really like their VIP points. Yeah, so it would seem. Uh, While I was at the LEGO store, I picked up the latest LEGO seasonal set, the Thanksgiving Feast. Oh. I have not put it together yet, but it is another diorama of... Two people eating a Thanksgiving feast. Maybe I should stop by my Lego store sooner than later. If that's out on shelves, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I need to get that. Yeah. Uh, like we've mentioned before, this year's Lego seasonal sets have been really, really good. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I did not get Lego Dimensions, as I mentioned. Uh, but I did have some sets still pre-ordered that mm-hmm. I did not cancel in time. Oh. <laughs> so I got from Lego Dimensions, uh, I got the Portal and mm-hmm. Back to the Future level packs. Okay. Well, at least you'll have those when you get your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but- I put them together. Well, you got lucky, sir. Because, as I'm sure you've noticed, for people who have not played the game, uh, when you open up the box, there's a little instruction booklet in there. But all the instruction booklet tells you how to do is put together the minifigure. Yep. All the little vehicles and items that are included with the LEGO Dimension sets, the instructions are all contained within the game. And you have to put your little character on the sensor pedestal, and then the instructions can come up for you to build along while you flip through the instructions on your screen. Mm-hmm. So you would potentially be out of luck, but lucky for you, they, uh, they being Lego, uh, put the instructions uh, online. Yep, that's what Which I used. Is what you did, yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was really weird. You get the instructions and this, this, it's not a huge booklet, but it is a booklet. Yeah. You open it up and, oh, just put the minifig together and everything else is an ad for other Lego Dimension stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess it's, uh, they really want to sell the interactivity between the toys and the game and really make the most of the toys to life, uh, functionality. So, I don't know if that was the best move, but uh, I, I can see why they did it, but 
I can also see why it's kind of lame that they did not include uh, physical instructions. Yeah, well. I mean, there's going to be people who just want certain minifigures and right. don't care about the game. And, right. Yeah. So, but I'll, I will talk a little bit about that sort of thing when we get to, when I, when I talk a bit about the game. Um. So, in the portal level pack, uh, there's the portal gun. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed in it. It's all rubber. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either. And it, it's hard to put in Chell's hand straight. Yep. <laughs> I was having a real tough time with that. Yeah. Exactly. So. And, it's... and be, with it being rubber, it'll dry out over time and it's just kind of, ugh, yeah. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yep. I am, uh, pretty bummed out about that, but. Uh, but everything else is neat. Um, I put together, you know, the companion cube and the turret. And then for the Back to the Future set, they have the DeLorean. I did the Back to the Future 1 DeLorean. Nice. Uh, and the hoverboard, which is cool. cool. It's neat. Yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah, uh, that's everything I got. Okay. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I, did get Lego Dimensions. Uh, I'm going to save that for last, though, just because there's a lot to talk about with that. Um, let's see. Where should I begin? You know what? Let's, uh, I'm going to start, start slow. I picked up today, uh, a, and this is, this is a, an unusual toy purchase because it's not like an action figure or anything like that. I picked up a Duncan. Uh, those of the, the yo-yo manufacturer. I picked up a Komodo Kendama toy. Have you seen these? Have you heard about these? I have not. Okay. This is a toy. Apparently it's, uh, very popular in Japan. It's a little wooden, uh, toy slash game of skill. Uh, I would, uh, throw comparisons to a yo-yo. In that it is, you know, part game, part uh, performance piece. And the reason I picked this up is because, as you know, I am an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is uh, elementary schools everywhere, but holy poop, this is the thing at my school. All the kids are playing with these. You go out at recess, and you'll see a large number of these kids holding these things. Uh, they, it is a, it's, it's kind of an advanced form of the, uh, the old cup and ball toy. You know, where you, you have the, you hold a, a little wooden cup, and there's a ball on a string, and you're trying to catch the ball in the cup. Mm -hmm. It's like that, sort of. You're holding a little wooden stick. It's kind of cross-shaped. Actually, it looks kind of like a hammer. And there's a spike on one end, and there's a big wooden ball with a hole in it. And it uh, rests on the spike. And the idea is you kind of bounce the ball off the spike, and then you're supposed to catch it on either head of the hammer. Or you can catch it back on the uh, the peg. Or you can actually flip it upside down and catch it on the bottom of the handle. And it is a just game of skill and... And, uh, trying to just 
flip this thing and, and catch it. And the other day I saw some kids playing with it at recess, and I said, hey, excuse me, let me, let me hang on to that real quick. Let me try that out. And I was messing around with it, and I actually was able to, uh, catch it once, and the kids just went, to uh, ape duty about it. <laughs> they were, they were very impressed that, uh, one of the teachers was, was not just, uh, interested in playing with it, but, uh, apparently starting to do okay, so. Like, you know what? I'm gonna, uh, pick one of these up. I grabbed it at Target. It's like 12 bucks. And, uh, you know, see what it's about. See if I can get a little better at it. So, the fun little, uh, fun little toy. An old fashioned style toy. You know, not the type of toy we usually talk about on the show. You know, the old yo yo's or jacks or marbles or the big hoop with a stick that you push around. Is that what you're going to get into next? That's, you know, that'll be the big craze, yeah. There'll be mall kiosks selling uh, hoops and sticks. So, but yeah, I picked that up, and it's kind of a neat little uh, old-school-feeling toy. On the more new-school end of things, let me see here. Where is it? You hear that? Yeah. You know what that is? Yeah, I recognize it. Yeah, that's right. Let me turn it off here real quick. I bet you'll recognize that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That is Mega Man's gun. And the good folks over at Think Geek a while ago uh, created a replica, a, a life-size replica of Mega Man's arm cannon, the Mega Buster. It uh, is complete with sound straight from the game, and it lights up. The uh, The barrel of it lights up red when you shoot, and it has a little yellow energy bar on it that uh, lights up as well to indicate your energy level. And uh, normally, it's pretty expensive. It's like 80 bucks. And I did not buy one because it was 80 bucks. But a week or so ago, they had a 50 per, a one day 50% off sale. And I said, you know what? I think that's worth $40. So I picked it up and it arrived and it is awesome. It is huge. Comes with a nice little, uh, clear plastic display stand. So you can have it, uh, displayed on a shelf or something like a, like a war trophy. And yeah, you, uh, you put your arm in it. It's got a little kind of a pistol handle trigger inside where you can, uh, just pull the trigger to make the little pew pew sounds. And if you hold it down, it does the charge up sound. And when you release it, does the, the charged fire noise. And it's fantastic. Very nice. Yes. Is that going to be your uh, Halloween costume? Yeah, it's just going to be me running around in uh, some boxer shorts with the Mega Man gun. Well, you could be the old man Mega Man from the Mega Man 1 box. <laughs> but he didn't have the arm cannon. That's he true. Just, he just had a gun that he held. So. <laughs> and well, you know what, though? I do have uh, on order coming out later this year the uh, the full-size wearable Mega Man helmet. 
that Capcom is uh, selling. So coming soon to Comic Cons, Phil as Mega Man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just need to get some some blue underwear that I can wear on the outside of my spandex uh, outfit. Yep. It's going to be really appetizing. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man. So that'll be nice. Um, Let's slowly drift into Lego Legends. We'll ease in. Or not Lego Legends, Lego Dimensions. We'll ease in. Uh, You know what I found at Target the other day? A Duncan Komodo uh, well, Kendama? Th- I found that today. So, yes, uh, new Mixels, mm. Series 6 of Mixels, kind of out of nowhere, took me by surprise. Wasn't expecting it, but, you know, suddenly had to drop 50 bucks on, <laughs> on Mixels because they had them in stock. Uh, I got the uh, Series 6, three waves, nine Mixels all together. Uh, picked them all up. You know I love Mixels. I've I've talked about my love of Mixels on this show before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Series 6 I was looking forward to because uh, that was the wave that has the construction dudes. Oh, yeah. And the, the dude that has a chainsaw for a face, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm going to – I'll just hit these real quick because there's a lot to talk about with Dimensions. But uh, let's see. There's some green dudes. Uh, they are apparently from Glorp Corp. Uh, I guess they're kind of supposed to be like slime themed. There's a tall dude, a little short dude who's drooling green slime, and then a dragonfly looking dude. Um, they're okay. These guys are okay. I, uh, I do like the, the tall Mixel characters just because they have some pretty cool leg articulation. Um, the uh, little short guy is pretty fantastic, though, because he has uh, his eyeballs are just the mini figureheads with the pupils painted on them. Mm-hmm. But then he also has uh, thick rimmed glasses that are formed from uh, taking the little Lego magnifying glasses and pegging them in in front of his eyes. Oh, nice. So you actually get a nice little magnified eye look on there, and it's uh, really cute. That's a lot of personality, which is great. Uh, there is the uh, purple set. They are the Munchos characters. Uh, these guys have the their gimmick is that they they eat a lot. So there is a guy with big uh, chubby chipmunk cheeks, which is kind of cute. A four armed fellow whose mouth is like a giant uh, barrel half of a barrel that he can throw little cherries into. He comes with a bunch of cherries to eat. And then uh, Vaka Waka is a dude who has a big flip-open mouth that leads down to his... You can you can actually toss things into his mouth, and that leads down into his clear stomach uh, that is also another face. That's weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird looking, but it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> he's, he's got like a a giant uh, mouth and eyes for his stomach, and then he has a single giant eye and another mouth where his head would be. 
So it's a pretty unique uh, design. So I fully approve of all three of the munchos for being cute and weird, and they're purple. And purple is the best. Yeah, I mean, Shockwave's purple, so. Exactly. There you go. You know what I'm saying. Uh, the Weldos are the construction guys, and they are all fantastic. They're mostly uh, black and yellow, construction-y colors. Uh, you have Cram, who has uh, big rocks for his feet. He has a giant hand, and his other arm is like a uh, big jackhammer, which is pretty great. You have Forks, who is a... Kind of cement mixer looking dude. His uh his jaw and head are just kind of a big uh cement mixer type thing. And he's pretty great because he has uh posable eyebrows <laughs> which are made out of gray bananas. And those work surprisingly well as mixel eyebrows. And Wazo, of course, is the coolest because he is the guy with a big chainsaw for a head. And there's really not much more to be said about him other than his face is a chainsaw. That's all you need. And how do you not like that? So, once again, I love me some uh, some Mixels. I love the Mixels. <laughs> They're great. I was way down on the Mixels when they were first announced, but... Now you are Mixel complete so far. I, I am Mixel. I will always be Mixel complete. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Because I love, love, love the Mixels. Just full of charm and personality and just cartoonish fun. So, I love them. I have never watched the Mixels cartoon. And you probably shouldn't. Is it bad? I have no idea, but I assume it is. It probably is. But, don't care about the cartoon, but the little figures are a blast. So, there you go. Did you know that they came out with a new Lego video game this past week? No, I hadn't heard. Yes, it's called uh, Lego Dimensions, and it's a bit of a money hole. So you're saying the money goes into a portal? Goes in. <laughs> it's, it's like you're sending it into another dimension. I bought the Lego Dimensions for PS4, and... I did not go as crazy as you uh, were originally planning to. You had pre-purchased everything for it. Yes. I recall. Uh, I did not get everything. I only got most of everything. <laughs> um, I don't know how I should do this, because uh, should I just stick to, to the more toy-centric aspects of the game? Huh? I don't know if you've, you've listened to the last episode of Player One Podcast, but I go into the game uh, pretty in-depth. On, on that episode. Okay, we'll just recommend that people listen to that if they want to hear the game stuff. Yes. Uh, I will uh, I will say that I like the game. I, I am actually really digging it. It's uh, It plays like all the other recent LEGO games. So if you're not a fan of, of that particular style of, of game, then you probably won't like this unless the idea of the universe mashup crossover stuff is is really really appealing to you and and it is appealing it's it's really fun to see in the game but uh but yeah it's it's pretty cool so far i'm only like three levels into it just because each level is like an hour long mm -hmm. 
you know, so it's a you know, pretty good sized game. I think there's like 14 or 15 levels, maybe. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good sized game for I sure. I mean, the Le- the Lego games lately, even if you you know just going through the the basic story mode, usually have been upwards of like 20 hours, right? And then you know potentially double that if you want to try and 100 percent it. But um, yeah, this. Uh, you, know, you you get the starter pack, which comes with the uh, portal that you build, which is the the, the base where you the toys uh, you place the toys on to interact with. Uh, comes with the Batman minifigure, Gandalf, uh, Wild Style, and the vehicle it comes with is a little uh, chibi-fied Batmobile. And the game is set up so that you can play through the entire game with just the starter set. Yeah, so you're not forced to buy any add-on stuff if you just want to play through the main story mode. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to 100% it, or if you want to unlock uh, some of the sort of additional content in the game, that's when you need to start buying the the add-on figures and the the fun packs and the, the level packs and things like that. Um, just, uh, and I'm, I'm going a little more into the game stuff than I planned to, but <laughs> talk about the toys, uh, just about the, so the toys, they're Lego toys. And so they're cool. And that's it. Okay. No, 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 no. The, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, so, so you get those, those figures to begin with. I ended up picking up, uh, the three level packs that were released on launch day. Uh, it's Back to the Future, Portal 2, and Simpsons. Uh, the fun packs uh, include a single minifigure uh, that you can bring into the game, as well as a vehicle or item. Uh, usually a vehicle, though. I ended up picking up uh, and uh, the, there were three LEGO movies Sets available at launch with Emmett, Benny, and Bad Cop. I picked up uh, the three DC or no the uh, the two DC comics sets uh, on launch day: Wonder Woman and Cyborg. I picked up what else did I get? Well, I ended up picking up uh, from the Lord of the Rings series. I got the Gollum fun pack uh, just because. It's Gollum, and the vehicle is uh, Shelob, the giant spider, which I thought was pretty great. And uh, actually, today, when I was at Target, I broke down and picked up Gimli as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, uh, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, I was not necessarily planning on getting all of all of these. Uh, like, I wasn't necessarily planning on getting the Wizard of Oz uh, fun pack with the Wicked Witch. Uh, nor was I planning on getting anything from Chima or Ninjago. But uh, one of the things I discovered in the game is that, you know, to get through the story mode, like I said, you don't need anything other than the three characters that are included. But there are uh, extra hub worlds that you can go to uh, that are based on each of the, the franchises in the game. You know, So there's a Simpsons world and a Doctor Who world and a Jurassic World, World, and DC, and Ninjago, and stuff like that. And the only way to access each of those special hub worlds 
which are, you know, like I said, outside of the main story. They're just sort of extra places for you to play around in. The only way to access them is to have a character from that franchise to go into the world with you. And then once you're in the world, you can stop playing with that character if you want and bring in whoever you want to play with. But you do need uh, that character to act as a key to unlock the world. So, because of that, I <laughs> I broke down and bought a Chima character. Uh, what did I get? I got Cragger, the alligator dude. I got the uh, uh, Naya uh, from Ninjago, the female uh, samurai, who comes with a samurai mech that you can build. And then I, I broke down and got the Wicked Witch, uh, so I could get into the Wizard of Oddworld as well. And boy, I'll tell you what, I'm glad I got the Wicked Witch, because uh, in her character in the game is overpowered as... <laughs> uh, she She can fly on her broom, and she has this uh, really powerful uh, spell that homes in on enemies and stuff like that. So, But she's a glass cannon, because just throw some water on her and she's dead. That's true. You cannot uh, you cannot go in water with her, so that's the thing. But uh, but yeah, if you need to get anywhere in a level, just pop out the wicked witch and have her just fly straight to it. So, but it's uh, it's it's really cool. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. The vehicles, they all have, and I wasn't really aware of this going into it, but. Uh, all the little vehicles in the game have three different modes uh, that you can you can rebuild the models as, or you know, unlock them in the game, and they have different abilities uh, based on what mode they are in. You know, you might have a, you know, the the mystery machine. You know, you just can drive around in it, or you can rebuild it. And I'm just I'm completely making up the powers because I forget exactly what they are. But you know, you might be able to make it so it's a uh, can shoot electricity in one mode and then you rebuild it and oh now it can shoot fire or something um and then actually in the game you can uh spend your in-game currency to power up the vehicles as well so you can make them faster or even change their color things like that which was uh kind of a neat little customization uh, element that was not in the previous Lego games. Uh, I also picked up the team packs, and the team packs are pretty much just... It's the same as the fun packs, but you're getting two characters and vehicles. Uh, I picked up the Scooby-Doo one, which comes with Scooby and Shaggy, and the Mystery Machine, and a giant sandwich. Of course. Uh, that they refer to as a Scooby snack. That is not a Scooby snack. No, Scooby snacks were like dog biscuits in the show, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's this is a giant giant sandwich. So uh so you can have a giant sandwich follow you around in the game and eat it to like recover health or something. And then I picked up the Jurassic World set, which comes with uh Chris Pratt and uh uh just a, a guard dude and a brick built velociraptor, which you can rebuild into different uh imaginary dinosaur type things, and then uh, one of the gyrospheres. So, pick those up. They, it's all pretty awesome. It, seeing them interacting with each other in the game is pretty great. Uh, there's 
one part very early on where uh, the Batman from the DC universe uh, ends up meeting up with the Lego movie universe Batman, which is very amusing because, uh, you know, DC Batman is very serious, whereas the Lego movie Batman is all kind of a conceited jerk. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of interacting off each other. And uh, I know I mentioned this on the uh, on the Player One podcast, but one of the little touches that I really liked about this game is that the uh, the character animation for most of the characters it's you know the typical style of animation that you see in the Lego games. You know, it's just the the characters move smoothly and everything like that, except for the characters from the Lego Movie that they all move in that kind of jerky stop motion style. <laughs> Which is really, really fantastic. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's a really, really cute attention to detail right there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. I, yeah, I have a big plastic bucket filled with all my vehicles and figures on their little Lego, uh, portal stands. Uh, because the portal, you know, it, it certainly cannot recognize what's actually you know, what your figure looks like or anything like that. It of just course. recognizes yeah, yeah. what's, what's programmed into the base. So, but it's, uh, it's cool stuff. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting like the Ghostbuster figures and the Doctor Who stuff. Um, I actually just got to the Doctor Who level in the game, which is kind of nice. Cause the, uh, you know, one of the things that I was a little concerned about was, you know, the, the level packs, you know, there's like this, the Simpsons level pack that you can get. I was thinking that, ooh, if you want to play through like the Simpsons level is, uh, do you have to buy the, the Simpsons level pack? But going through the story mode, like there is a Simpsons stage in the story mode. And, you know, they're coming out with a Doctor Who level pack, like expansion pack. But like the fourth level in the game is a Doctor Who stage. So you, you know, you could still play through a Doctor Who area without being forced to get the level pack, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but if you do, obviously there is an, you know, an extra Doctor Who level, plus you get access into the Doctor Who hub world, which has a lot of more, uh, items to find and things to collect and stuff like that. Plus you get the Doctor Who minifigure and the K9 exactly. minifigure and the little TARDIS, uh, the brick built TARDIS and stuff. Um, yeah, and actually the, uh, like I played a little bit of the Portal 2 level pack, which is really cool. Like it actually has like full on portal, uh, puzzles in it. Hmm. It's not just you running through like a aperture science in like a Lego, you know, just like basic Lego game puzzles. There are actually, you know, you're making the little blue and orange portals on the wall and there's actual physics-based puzzles that you need to solve and stuff like that. Yeah, and Jonathan Colton wrote a new song for that. Yes, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> like, not expected at all. So, they they really do treat it uh, like it's a real Portal 2 expansion. Mm-hmm. Which is really amazing. And the uh, the Simpsons. I haven't played through this uh, the extra Simpsons level pack stage, but it's it's actually based on an episode. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it's uh, it's based on the mysterious voyage of Homer, hmm. which is the one where 
Homer eats the uh, the the pepper and has a little hallucinogenic uh, desert adventure with a coyote. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's what the uh, that's what the extra level pack stage is based on, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. So, really looking forward to it, and you know, like I was certainly you know kind of implied is that there are currently areas of the game like extra bonus parts that you can't get to right now like there's the the whole doctor who hub world ghostbuster hub world the midway arcade hub world where you you cannot access any of those right now because the figures aren't out so really looking forward to to getting that stuff later um Although it looks like they're really spacing it out. Uh, was it Doctor Who doesn't come out till November? Like early November. Uh, Ghostbusters doesn't come out till mid January. And, uh, mid March for Midway Arcade. So it's gonna be a while before you get to play those levels. Oh, they gotta keep Lego Dimensions relevant for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, I mentioned earlier, I guess they have like a three year plan, so. So we'll be getting new stuff uh, probably every few months, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm uh, really excited to play more of it and obviously get more of the toys because they are they're fun little builds. And, uh, you know, being able to take them into the game and, and having that, that kind of mashup of Homer Simpson driving the, the Batmobile through Oz is just ridiculous and amusing, so I like it. Cool. I like it. You should uh, pick it up sometime. I will at some point, but uh, like I said, I gotta save some money right now. All your money's going into Disney Infinity 3.0? That's right. Yes. I had to get the Boba Fett pack or something. Yes. The Luke Layup set is out now. Hmm. Yeah. I am still not going to get that game. If only Disney Infinity was fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've heard they've improved it, but I don't know. But it still has that problem where characters are stuck in their own worlds. You know, you can't, uh, you know, they have that toy box mode where you can play with anything. But if you want to take uh, Joy from Inside Out and have her run through the Death Star... In the uh, in the Star Wars uh, level pack, you can't do that. Yeah, that's a real bummer. Whereas Lego Dimensions has zero problem with that. You uh, you know, if you want to go through the mysterious voyage of Homer, and do his little uh, desert odyssey as Shaggy and Gimli, you can do that. So but it doesn't have Star Wars. It doesn't have Star Wars. It doesn't have Tron. It doesn't have Tron. So, there you go. Yes, but uh, Disney Infinity doesn't have Ghostbusters. Yeah. Or Doctor Who. I mean, have you seen Doctor Who recently? No, I actually haven't. Yeah. (laughs) There might be a reason for that. (laughs) But Ghostbusters, come on. Yeah, Ghostbusters is good. You know, Portal. Portal's good. Come on. It's no Star Wars. Come on. You got, a, uh, you know, you got Cave Johnson in there talking to you as you run around. 
you know? He's telling you to get pictures of Spider-Man? <laughs> Threat or menace. Man, oh man. J.K. Simmons, like, how could he not be J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah, he just is J. Jonah. So. I mean, it's it's weird, but he is, like, completely off subject. But in terms of, like, comic book movie casting... It's like, you know, who is the best cast uh, actor in a comic book movie? It's it's like him and uh, and uh, Professor X, you know, <laughs> Patrick Stewart. What the hell's his name? Spaceman. Patrick Stewart. Spaceman. Kirk. Yes, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart as Professor X. J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah. Robert Downey Jr. is a really good Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. is also up there. It's probably those three as the best casting in a comic book movie. I don't know what order they would be in, but it would be a really hard fight. Mm -hmm. You know? So, he's just so perfect in that. Yeah. And then it's so weird to watch Korra. And then think that that that's uh yeah he keeps telling court to get pictures of spider-man <laughs> there's gotta be some outtakes from voice recording sessions where where he goes off on on cora about that sort of thing <laughs> as far as her airbending training is to get pictures of spider-man <laughs> oh, amazing all right, so that's everything, yeah, right? That's it. Oh, you finished something. Oh, yes, I did. Uh we had uh we we've, we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. Um on and off. The uh, Metal Earth models, those, those those tiny little intricate delicate models that you make out of thin sheets of sheet metal. And they have all sorts of cool, uh, real world vehicles and, and buildings and things like that. But they also have some licensed stuff like, uh, from, from Mass Effect and Star Treks and Star Warriors and, and, uh, the Transformatrons. And I picked some up and I recently finished my, uh, Soundwave, uh, Metal Earth model. And, you know, I, I made a mistake or two here and there that I had to kind of go back and fix. But, uh, holy poop was that thing tough to do. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was, I, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if I could call it fun, but it was certainly meditative, I guess. I could see that, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there with my, uh, magnifying lamp and my tweezers and my little, uh, metal bending tools. And, uh, I'll tell you what though, the final result looks really, really cool. So was it worth it? Was it worth all the trouble? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to think about it for a second, but I'm going to say yes. All right. It was, it was, it was not easy to build though. He has a tiny little laser beak on his arm. 
this teeny, teeny, tiny little laser beak that was really tough to build. But it's perched on his arm, and it uh, looks pretty awesome. So, so I'm just going to set him right back there on his rotating base. And just leave him alone. Leave him alone. Hope my kid never reaches him. Because <laughs> all it would take is a solid grip to bend this thing way out of shape, and he's never going back in. Delicate. These things are delicate. So. Well, you've finished one, at least. I did finish one, and I actually started up my second one. Wow. I, uh, I, I, it's a much simpler one. Uh, I think it was probably one of the original ones because it's it's uh, a lot more basic and a lot fewer parts than than Soundwave, but it's the uh, space shuttle Atlantis. So I'm uh, putting that guy together now. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. All right. I think that's a show. That is a show. If you would like to reach us, you could do so on Twitter. We're at POA Podcast. Facebook, facebook.com slash points of articulation. Email POAPod at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're at iTunes, you could leave us a review, and that would be great. And we're also on Stitcher Radio. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. We have-